Welcome to the Pursue Whole Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Maurer, and in this podcast, I share my insights as a leadership coach and former therapist. I sit down with some of the highest level leaders in business, entertainment, and human performance to help you pursue wholeness in your work, life, and relationships. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pursue Whole Podcast. Here at Pursue Whole, we believe that whole leaders have the power to change the world for the better. If you're a leader out there, you have the capacity to shape the world around you in really unique and profound ways, either through your intellect, your relational or financial resources, power and influence, or drive and persistence. The reality is that all leaders have gotten where they are because they're good at action, progress, and fixing things. But those same behaviors that got you success, money, and fame, and influence are rarely going to have the power to grant you those deeper things in life, such as purpose and meaning, connection, joy, and peace. Oftentimes, it's the passive life, it's that space of pause and rest and emotions that gives us access to some of those deeper things that we're, we're really longing for as leaders. And you're rarely going to find those through that activity and that strategy and that progress. You have to move into more of a feeling part of your brain and out of your thinking part of the brain. And here at Pursue Whole, we want you to achieve success not only in work, we want you to achieve success in life, leadership, and relationships, to have a full life. And therefore, to be fully whole, we need to embrace and develop not only that logical brain, that thinking, rational, get-things-done brain, but we have to connect with that more emotional, right brain, which deals with relationships and emotion and feelings. And this is really where silence comes in. Silence creates this unique opportunity to become aware of and develop that predominantly emotional brain. Silence is the window to the soul, and I believe that it's the pathway to true peace and contentment, which all of us want, but it's hard to access. Here's the problem with silence. Silence is extremely difficult to sit in. Silence is often associated with stopping life, pausing, not doing anything, and sitting still. And to be completely honest, leaders really struggle with slowing down and sitting in silence. I don't actually think that it's because they fear the silence. I think it's because they fear what the silence evokes and what it reveals. And for a lot of leaders, one of the biggest fears is fear of failure. The reality that if they slow down and feel, they won't be able to get the things done that they need in order to accomplish success. And if they can't accomplish success, not only have they failed, but they will feel like a failure. So the problem with silence is not those five or 10 minutes of quiet. It's that in those five or 10 minutes of quiet, we have to face ourselves. We have to face our fear of failure. And that's actually what makes silence so difficult for a lot of us. So the question is, is slowing down hard for you? Is your identity in your performance? And when someone or something threatens your ability to perform or get things done, you get all bent out of shape. Do you lose your peace and calm when your performance is less than you want it to be? It's extremely difficult to be a whole leader when you fear failure, and more importantly, when you fear being a failure. Silence is one of the most healing antidotes for this type of fear. And it's not the only antidote, but it's an extremely powerful one because it gives us access to what we crave, which is peace, calm, and joy in the midst of chaos and fear. So how do we cultivate a life of silence and solitude rather than fear? And how do we slow our bodies and brains down enough to reap the benefits of rest and calm? 
Today, I want to give you some really practical takeaways on how we can do this. So I'm going to give you five things that you can practice now that's going to shape your life and leadership around this idea of silence. The first thing that you can do is create intentional transitions. This is something that I try to practice in my life frequently in between my meetings. So most of us go from meeting to meeting without any gap in between them. One thing that I specifically do on my calendar when I meet with clients is I will never schedule clients back to back. I will always have a 15-minute window or a 30-minute window in between clients. That gives me time to use a restroom, get some food, take a breath, maybe scroll my email a little bit if I need some like mindless activity to do in between. It's, it's just my opportunity to transition, to rest and recharge before I jump into a new meeting. So instead of setting your meetings for 60 minutes, set them for 45 minutes instead, and I can guarantee you, you're going to get just as much done in those 45 minutes as you will in those 60 minutes. And if you have 30-minute meetings, set them for 20 minutes. That's going to give you either 10 or 15 minutes in between your meetings to create intentional transitions. And this is what I mean by that. Before you move into the next thing on your calendar or the next thing in your day, take a little bit of time to slow down and ask yourself a couple questions. What is my one goal for the next thing on my calendar? It could be a meeting. It could be appointment. It could be just a time of silence and solitude. But what's your goal for that time? What do I want to be intentional about during that time or who do I need to be? So if you're going into a difficult meeting, you need to ask yourself, who do I need to be? How do I need to show up in order for this meeting to be successful? You have to pause between those transitions, take a couple breaths, and then set some intentions for what's ahead. This is something I try to do when I get home from work. I will literally sit in my car for a couple seconds, I will take some breaths, and I will think about what type of energy do I want as I walk into the home out of my car. And oftentimes, if I don't take that transition, I walk in and all the stress from work and all the tension from work follows me. And I don't have control over really how I'm responding or how I'm behaving because I haven't taken time to slow down. And that's why silence is important because it gives us opportunity to create intentional transitions in our day and in our life. The second thing you can do is pause your body to pause your mind. It's extremely difficult to slow our mind down if our body is in motion. So what you need to do, place your feet flat on the ground, rest your hands gently on your thighs, straighten your spine, and take a deep inhale and exhale. As you do that a couple times and as you breathe in and out, just notice how your mind slowly starts to come down. When you can calm your body, your mind will follow. And there's actually a lot of great research around this of the body-brain integration. There's a phenomenal book called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And he goes into the integration of toxic stress and trauma and its impact on our body and how it hijacks our nervous system so that our body and our brain can't find that place of regulation and peace because it's always moving and looking for threat. We have to calm our body. We have to take a breath. And we have to slow it down if we want our mind to be comfortable with silence. So you cannot find silence if your body cannot find peace. So slow your body down first. That'll help your mind slow down to find that peace. The third thing you can do is count to three before you respond. Oftentimes we formulate ideas or thoughts in our head when someone is talking to us because we feel like we have something we want to say back. Now, I think that's true, but The deeper issue that I actually think is going on when people are formulating their own thoughts before the person is done talking is they are anticipating the silence that is going to come after they're done talking 
and they don't want silence. So they're automatically thinking about how to close that gap on silence by either responding quickly or asking a quick question. And sometimes it's really helpful when someone shares to just pause, take a breath, literally count to three in your head, and then respond. This is going to be really hard at first because your subconscious brain is going to want to jump in right away with an answer. So you need roadblocks or what I call speed bumps in between this. And one great speed bump statement is, let me think about that. So when someone asks you a question, simply say, let me think about that. Pause for two to three seconds and then respond. Silence is this amazing opportunity for awareness and connection, but oftentimes we're so afraid of it that we talk or we fill that silence with words or we focus on other things. And what I want to do is I want to give you at least 10 seconds right now for the gift of silence for yourself. So whether you're in your car or whether in your room or at your office, I just want to pause for 10 seconds and I just want you to notice what that feels like. Okay, oftentimes when I do that exercise, people's body gets tense and it gets tight because it reveals that we're uncomfortable with silence. When you feel that, just breathe through that. That's the same thing that you're doing when you're in conversation with other people. When you feel the need to speak, just breathe and count to three. The fourth thing you can do is focus on your five senses. We consume life through our five senses. Silence is extremely difficult if our five senses are overwhelmed by sensory input, whether it's taste or touch or smell. If I'm in a room and the lights are extremely bright and there's loud noises all around me, it's very difficult to find silence and peace and solitude. So what we have to do is we have to close out those five senses and then slowly reintegrate one at a time. Let me explain how you can do this. You're going to take 60 seconds for each one of your five senses and focus just on that sensation. So for instance, as you're sitting down, I want you to just think about what you hear, okay? So don't worry about what you see. Close your eyes. Don't worry about what your body feels. Don't worry about what you smell or taste. Simply focus on what you hear. And in those 60 seconds, take in as much detail as you can, and you're going to hear things that you've never heard before. And I can guarantee you that those 60 seconds are going to be very, very calming and soothing for your body and for your brain. Now, why is that? Well, it's because you've closed out all your zones of consumption and you've really focused just down on one sensory input and you're slowly introducing data into that sensory input. And that's a great way to calm your body down after those 60 seconds, you know, Open your eyes and focus on what you see and then go through each sense thereafter. This is a great way if you struggle with silence to find calm and peace in your body. The last thing you have to do is you have to face your fears. Finding peace in silence requires us to be present in the present. And for me, what I define as being fully present in my life is not fearing what is inside of myself. So if there's something that I've done or some part of my story or an insecurity or fear or loneliness that's inside that I don't want people to know about, 
as I hide that, it's extremely difficult to be fully present because I'm using all of that emotional energy to hide rather than show up and be open and vulnerable. So being fully present means that you cannot fear what is inside of yourself, but you have to face it with courage, compassion, and curiosity. You're not going to be able to slow down if you fear what is inside of yourself. So here's what I would suggest. Here's a simple exercise. Get a piece of paper, write down every fear that goes through your head and your heart throughout the day or this week. It could be, I'm afraid that my business is going to fail. I'm afraid this person's going to leave the company. I'm afraid that I'm going to disappoint my wife. I'm afraid that I'm going to be a bad dad or a bad mom. You write down all those fears. You get them out on paper. You look at them. You name them. And then just notice in your body what you feel as you read through them. You might feel some sadness or anger or agitation. Just breathe through that. Deep inhale, deep exhale through that whole process. You don't need to spend more than three minutes doing this exercise, but I can guarantee you as you write it out, you name it, and you feel it, it takes the power away from that fear. When we can name our fear, can notice it, and we can feel it, it takes the power out of it. And when we take the power out of fear, then we have the capacity to slow down and not fear silence, but actually embrace it as an opportunity for rest and calm and peace. So as a reminder, the five things that you can do to slow down and cultivate a life of silence are one, create intentional transitions. Before you jump into the next meeting, create a little window to think about who you want to be and what you want to accomplish moving forward. Number two, pause your body to pause your mind. Take a deep breath, put your feet flat on the ground, and let your body find peace, and that's going to allow your mind to find peace. Number three, Count to three before you respond. Instead of formulating your response in your head, say things like, let me think on that, take a breath, and pause for three seconds before you answer. Number four, focus on your five senses. Remember to take 60 seconds for each sense. Breathe, notice, and explore. And then the fifth is face your fears. Write them out. Get honest about them. Face them. Take away their power. Then you'll have an opportunity to step into peace and calm. If we don't slow down, we will have a very difficult time accessing those things that we most want in life, peace, purpose, meaning, joy, and connection. And let me tell you, at the beginning, I told you the things that got you thus far, all your activity, all your progress, all your fixing things, that part of your brain will not give you access to these things. It's that more emotional brain. Silence is the door to cultivate that emotional brain. If you find that this is really hard for you, and this is really hard for a lot of us, okay, because we're moving so fast, we're focused on action, slowing down is the last thing that we want to do, and there's a lot of fear associated with that. If you struggle with that, just know that we have coaches on our team who have practiced this over and over again. We've worked with a lot of leaders uh, cultivating wholeness, peace, and purpose. And if you want to reach out to us, you can go online. You can find those coaches at pursuewhole.com. Or you can reach out to us via email and just grab coffee with us. We'd love to sit with you and hear a little bit about what's difficult for you and what you need support in. Always feel free to do that. We'd love to hear your story and your journey thus far. Hear us when I say this. We want you to achieve success in your work, but not only in your work. We want you to achieve success in your life, leadership, and relationships. We just know because we've been doing this for a long time that to be fully whole, you have to embrace not only that logical brain that moves things forward, that gets things done, you have to embrace and develop your emotional brain, which is about connection, purpose and meaning, silence and solitude. 
as a leader, you will change the world around you. But as a whole leader, you're going to change that world for the better. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, links, and show notes, visit PursueWhole.com and click podcast. Before we go, it would be extremely helpful if you would please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you find this podcast. This helps me understand my audience better and serve more leaders such as yourself. That's it for me this week. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or other social platforms, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Pursue Whole Podcast.